0: <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Sappho Podcast, coming to you live from Jack Dempsey's Barn Grill, 36 West 33rd Street, around the corner from the Empire State Building. Thank you for everybody who's subscribed to and has listened to my podcast. Followed at any by going to Stitcher, iTunes, any podcast app by searching Mike Sappho, M-I-K-E-S-A-F-O. My last three guests, Jerry Cooney, legendary boxer, Jackie the Jokeman Martling from the Howard Stern Show, and Ramel Bradley, Kentucky basketball icon. Coming up next two weeks, John Starks in the New York Knicks. And Rick Ankiel, St. Louis Cardinal pitcher. He's been on my show a couple times before. I'm going to welcome to the show the great, let, let's get it out there, the Marco Polo of the 21st century, the youngest American to visit every country in the world the great Lee Abamante, Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you and Simba and assorted guests. Well, I'm going to say right now, together, Lee, we're going to introduce one of my closest friends. I met him a year and a half ago, the great Simba. What's up, Simba?
1: I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me, Mike. Simba, you
0: have such a sexy voice. It is just
1: amazing. <laughs> is that Zimbabwean mohagan accent. <laughs> and what can I say about it?
0: A- everyone who's listening, go to Lee Abamante's website. It's leeabamonte.com it will cause you to go broke and spend all your money. I'm gonna tell you a true story. In around a month ago, I was on his website, and I just scroll through the pictures like it's online dating and it's like Tinder. Every time I like a picture, I <laughs> screenshot it. It is. It's, it's Lea Bumathi's website. It's my Tinder. I have a girlfriend now, so it's my Tinder. And I screenshot it. And you were in Myanmar at the pagoda, and you actually inspired me to go there. I went right online. The truth that night and bought tickets and went there, and it just absolutely blew my mind so welcome coming you're just hanging out thank you so much man i do appreciate it and i've never had my website compared to tinder before so that is <laughs> amazing to me and thank you very much <laughs> so i just mentioned i was in myanmar uh vietnam i did a very i was down to myself what i did in malaysia i'll tell you what i did let me know if i did a bad job we were in myanmar for a couple days Yangon was beautiful and they uh they really they appreciate white people that we've never been there they were taking pictures of me i have tattoos it was weird Went to Vietnam, which was great, in uh, Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City was awesome, and, it, and this is what bothered me, we went to Malaysia for one day, and like I did like a half ass job just to say I went to Malaysia. And it really bothered me. From there, we went to Bali, Singapore, which were both amazing, and it bothered me what I did in Malaysia. I went there just for the stamp, and it, I didn't experience the country, and it bothered me. What'd you do? We just went to the towers, went to the glass bottom thing, and I did a half ass job. It bothers me. Well,
2: if you saw the tower, you know, you did you did something.
0: I, I did Malaysia, right? Yeah. What have you been up to lately?
2: Man... Where have you been lately? Ah, jeez. You know, it's funny. It's like everyone always asks me that, and then I have to really think about it. Um, I was in Miami, and before that I was in Argentina on an unscheduled vacation, as I was supposed to be on this crazy ship uh, across the Southern Ocean to basically Africa. And then uh, before that, I was in Canada, I was in Europe, I did a big soccer trip out in uh, England, which I know you appreciate, and... I, I, oh, I was in uh, Thailand for a couple weeks, in Singapore, and
0: uh, I might be missing one or two, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say, because Sim is going to jump on, but I'll tell you why, this is a little creepy, I compared your website to Tinder, you were on, you were in Thailand, and I was going to Thailand like, a few days after you. That's right, I remember that. Yeah. Then you were in Singapore, and my boy John's like, dude, you're just following him around now. Like, <laughs> So tell me about the, the cruise you were on, because you were supposed to go on this cruise, and you were promoting on liabamonte.com, so tell me about the cruise you were on.
2: Yeah, you know, I was uh, this this repositioning boat uh, from Ushuaia, Argentina to this place called Ascension Island, which very few people have ever even heard of. It stopped in South Georgia Island, which is like where they have like five million penguins. supposed to be amazing. I'd really like to go. Then it was supposed to stop in a place called Tristan de Cunha, which no one's ever heard of. It's like the most remote inhabited island in the world, but it's also extremely difficult to land there. So even though you go, it's like two weeks on a boat from South America and you're not even guaranteed to land. And then uh, also St. Helena. The, the total length of the trip was like essentially a month. It was like 28 days. And, uh, you know, on this like kind of rickety research vessel, um, it was like 150 feet and about 40, 60 passengers. And, you know, I've been putting it... Uh, the same trip they do every year, and I've been putting it off for like seven years. And I only have six left on this Traveler Century Club list. And so I would have gotten three with this trip, but I basically... I didn't want to go. Like, the whole time, even when I booked it, I didn't want to go. And I tried to convince myself that I should go. And the whole time, every time I thought about it or someone asked me about it, i I tell them what I was doing. And I'm like, man, I'm a fucking idiot. What am I doing, man? (laughs) You know? Like, I don't want to do this. And uh, so finally, like, literally on the flight to Argentina, I basically was just like, fuck it, I'm not doing it, and uh, I still had to convince myself, but I knew, I know myself, I don't want to, if I want to do something, I already would have done it, you know what I mean, I would have done it years ago, so, uh, you know, I just knew I didn't want to do it, so I didn't, and then I just had this amazing, uh, like, 12 days or whatever it was in Argentina that I had unscheduled, I did some awesome hikes in Patagonia and checked out some places, and I I went to the uh, Argentine national game versus Chile, saw Messi score a goal. At River Plate Stadium, which was friggin' awesome. Yeah, and then, is. totally unscheduled, Lala Blues, that just happened to be in Buenos Aires. Metallica was the headliner, my favorite <laughs> band. So it was like Metallica, Rancid, like Duran Duran, there's some really good bands, you know? It was, it was pretty
0: awesome, but um, Metallica just crushed it, crushed it. When we get back to Tinder, I keep bringing up Tinder to you. I'll tell you, <laughs> Simba, I'm gonna tell you a good story. Around um, in December, my buddy from Argentina, you brought up Argentina, my Argentinian friend's here, and we're just walking down 14th Street, and <laughs> I look in the store. I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, that dude's wearing a crusty Yankee hat like I do. Oh shit, that's Lee Avemonte. He's like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, it's my buddy Lee. <laughs> so he goes into my friend's car, and I'm like, I went in the store and it was so weird. Lee was like with like really pretty girl. I'm like, hey Lee. He's like, hey. And like, I'm like, hey, come to the car. And it was like, it was like I was like an uncomfortable kid. I'm like, Lee shook our hands. I'm like, hey, hey buddy, I'll see you later. It was so uncomfortable how I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you, caught, you caught me by surprise. It was really
2: weird. <laughs> And it took me a second to realize who you were. <laughs> and it was like really crowded in Joe's Pizza. And, uh, you know, a place I've been 7,700 times. And uh, I was just like, what? And then you're like, hey. And I was like, wait, trying to figure out who it was. And all of a sudden, oh, it's Mike Savo, I got to go. <laughs> I
0: was like, all right. You mentioned Argentina. I went down there and I watched a Boca Juniors game down the stadium. it was It's intense down there. How great is it down there watching games?
2: Yeah, it's killer, man. I mean, just the passion those people have
0: is just, uh, I mean, you can't compare it to anything, you know? It's just awesome. All right, we're going to get back to travel in a little bit because I know that you're so pigeonholed into travel. <laughs> hey, Lee, window seat. We know you're pigeonholed into it. <laughs> now, we're not going to do politics. We can't because I know how you feel about President Trump. I know how Simba feels. Simba's the biggest pro-Trump guy you'll ever meet in your life, really. What does he do? Choo-choo. One last travel question. Does he affect our travel, the way we travel to weird places? Like, I'm trying to go to weird places. Does he affect it? Oh,
2: without question, he affects it. I mean, uh, the the most viewed story I wrote in the last, probably, year was uh, Travel in the Time of Trump or something like that, it was called. Um, it got, like, you know, like 100,000 page views, and uh, which is really big for a blog, you know? And... Uh, Basically, his foreign, policy, I mean, his foreign policy is keeping people out of the United States, obviously. And uh, it's also affecting the way other countries view American citizens abroad. And, uh, you know, anytime you travel abroad as an American, as soon as they find out you're American, the first thing they say within five seconds is, how do you feel about Trump? And you're just like, oh, God, I can't. I left the country to get away from it. You know what I mean? I don't want to watch CNN. I don't want to watch Fox News, you know? I just want to... I don't know, eat, drink, and be merry in England. You know, I don't want to hear about it. They got enough shit over there with Theresa May and Brexit and all that other <laughs> stuff, man. You know? I'm like, don't ask me, man. I'm just here. I'm just give me a beer.
0: <laughs> you know? So. Um, Wait. Okay,
2: so every he, place...
0: No, no, he nailed it. Because every place I went to on my last trip, every single person... Oh, where are you from? I had my Yankee head on. How do you feel about Trump? I'm, like, oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Because you don't know if they're pro-Trump or anti. Because there was people who there were like, I love what he's doing with this and this so you like you're in a weird spot you're in their country you don't know where you are and you're like you, you'll get very few
2: pro Trump people outside of America I mean very few um, maybe people who do business in
0: America I mean, that, that's and, every business person yeah. loved him
2: I mean that that's really it because they're uh, you know getting rid of like taxes and different forms I- issues like with tariffs and all this other stuff so international business people who own businesses who stand to make money from it are probably tr- pro but everyone else literally well, you know it's like back in the bush days everyone hated bush you know whereas everybody loved Obama but in America not everybody loved Obama you know obviously so uh, you know well, you,
1: you can't win as an African I feel like there's a very skewed view of like how we view Obama not to get into politics but, but since we're walking no, into no, politics no, we can be honest with each other I feel like we as a society not only in America but like just like internationally and culturally, how we view like our historical figures is somewhat like skewed as to also how we view their policies. because Obama as a historical figure is very significant, but when you look at his policies, as an African, he literally didn't do anything compared to what Bush did for the uh, continent of Africa. Bush did more for African people than what Obama did which is unfortunate for the first black president of the United States of America to do very little almost nothing (laughs) for the continent of Africa Bush did more for HIV AIDS epidemic in the continent of Africa than like Obama ever did that's that's really good to hear I didn't know that Uh, about Bush I can go in on like issue by like policy and policy relating to Africa in African countries on like how Bush stands as opposed to Obama. And like it saddens me that like we always look at things on a surface level. And because we're like wired that way, where like everything is like on a ground level, where like unless you really dig into like what's really going on, you're unaware of it. So we'll celebrate Obama because his father was from Kenya right. and overlook the impact that, like somebody like uh, George W. Bush, did for like the people of Africa, and it's actually it's very unfortunate. Well, I mean, to, I, I
2: mean, I really appreciate you saying that, and I, I didn't know that, but I mean, you know, it always depends on uh, what lens you're looking through, really. Um, whereas, I I think Bush seems like an alright guy. Like, I'd like to—I ha- know he doesn't drink, but I'd like to have a beer with George Bush. he in seems talk like, baseball, like it, he's into baseball. He seems right. like a nice guy. Obama seems like a nice guy. I'd like to have a drink with him too. Uh, I don't think Bush was a good president, and I don't necessarily think Obama was a good president, uh, and I definitely do not think Trump is a good president. But uh, you His know, three months in, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really but say. it's it's been a pretty tumultuous three months. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> <laughs> but let's
2: be real, buddy. Um, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, you know you can't really judge these types of things for years later i mean i think we can pass judgment on bush's presidency with um you know with the war in iraq and uh you know the the economy going down the tubes because of his policies um and you know i know he went to africa uh during his tenure but i don't remember i didn't know that so i'm glad you pointed that out to me because it makes me like him a
0: little more yeah and uh Go go go, no, no, I was going to say, before we go politics, let's do a little sport. Do you know, Lee, because we never talked about this until <laughs> oh off the air only, you were on Stump the Schwab.
2: I was twice, yes.
0: So Simba, <laughs> Wait, what? Stump the Schwab. So listen, tell me I'm, about I'm, Stump Schwab. I'm Sh- pretty good at the sports trivia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to talk some sports with him, okay? Simba? Okay. okay. You guys like Simba? Listen to this, Lee. Simba is the world's greatest frontrunner.
1: So, uh, Lee, I'm gonna so get, you like
0: the Cowboys and the Lakers? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> False. Bad job, Lee. The Patriots, uh. Kentucky Basketball. Barcelona. Who else? Alabama,
1: Alabama football. <laughs> like I can justify right? each of like uh, each of the reasons why I support Yo, those teams.
0: Up.
2: So, Go growing up in Zimbabwe, you were a huge <laughs> Bear <laughs> Bryant fan.
1: Okay. So here's the
0: thing. Lee, Lee, listen, to his, Lee, listen to his justification. All right. Okay. So me, Lee,
1: I moved here just as I turned fourteen years old. Okay, and I uh, to uh, Kentucky. Okay. You moved from? Were you? Fr- are you from Harare? Or I'm from born and raised in Harare. Okay. Yeah. So you moved from you Harare to Lexington, Kentucky? Yes. To Wilmore, Kentucky. Uh, where? Wilmore, just outside of Lexington. Okay. All yeah. Right. Big small nation,ly mi- li- big. My Blue my, nation. par- my parents were going to uh, seminary uh, seminary at that point. Okay. Both my parents are pastors, and um, so we moved to this small town right outside of Lexington. I went to high school there. I went to college there. Okay.
0: So Half, you're you're allowed
1: to like Kentucky basketball yeah, then. Yeah. But halfway th- halfway <laughs> through my college uh my college years, after my sophomore year, my parents moved from uh, Lexington area to Tuscaloosa <laughs> where my dad got appointed at a church. Around the Tuscaloosa So you're area. only allowed to live in SEC <laughs> cities. <laughs> my parents still live in Alabama. Yeah. So like so my junior and senior year. I would go and like visit my parents And obviously their parish were like All pro like uh, Roll tide. R- r- Die hard Like it was crazy I've always said like I've been, the fortune, uh, I've, I've been so fortunate To live in the two greatest college towns Like in terms of like passion In America you know, it's funny. My,
2: I dated this girl about 10 years ago who went to the University of Florida in Gainesville, and she was there for two college basketball championships and two college football championships. She was like friends with Tim Tebow, and I was like, man, I should have gone to Florida. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, so, tell me about stuff the Schwab, because you were on the show. I remember yeah. that dude. Like, tell me about the whole aspect of the show, because the show, the show itself was great. I always thought it was a little... I always thought he knew a little more because, like, he would throw out a little stuff. So, well, he had, an, he had he had
2: he had a freaking earpiece, earpiece in, like, yeah, right? during the whole thing, and he could hear what the producers were saying. And uh, you know, anyway, so the show was set up where there was three contestants. There was uh, the Schwab, who was the lead researcher at ESPN, and the show was hosted by the late great Stuart Scott, who was a buddy of mine. Um, and you know, there was a couple seasons, and I used to watch it on TV, and I was just, and I was always like, "Man, I could beat these guys, man! I'm, I'm like better at sports trivia than them." And uh, anyway, so uh, I was working, uh, I had a real job at the time, and uh, this, <laughs> this guy I work with, he, uh, he comes into my office, and uh, he's a sports nut, too, and he was just like, hey, they're having um, stump to Schwab tryouts at uh, ESPN Zone, which used to be in Times Square, and uh, I'm going to go try out." and I was just like, well, fuck, I'm going to go, too. That sounds awesome. And I literally got the highest score in the United States of anyone who took the test. I got, like, I think it won wrong. It was, like, essentially 99 out of 100, and the one I got wrong was horse racing. <laughs> and uh well, don't and you don't should have come go, to Kentucky don't tell the Kentucky guys that <laughs> I, I know the Kentucky guys um man it was like who won the 1982 Kentucky Derby I was like
1: oh, easy <laughs> but yeah easy
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh anyway so uh, then I went and um I, I literally went to Jamaica on a trip the next day and uh I got a call, um, while I was in Jamaica and you know, back then, like you never checked your phone. You didn't have an international plan. I was like, Oh my God, it's going to cost me like a hundred dollars a minute, you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I, 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 suspected it might be them calling me. So I picked it up and sure enough, they told me I was going to be on. And then, uh, like a week later I was, I uh, was at ABC studios on 50 57th 50, street or 58th street, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, I, I was so nervous. It was my first time on TV. and. Uh, I, I got the first question wrong. They, they like do this thing, like name like 20 people that did whatever. And, then, and the question was some symbols about baseball, which I know better than anything. And I got it wrong. The first one. And, and it was a question I would have gotten right ninety nine out of hundred times, and I was so mad at myself. There was two hundred people in the audience; their lights were on you. Stuart Scott was there. It was like kind of like nerve wracking. It was you intimidating. Know what I mean? Yeah, it was a little intimidating. I'd never been on television before, and I, I and mean, I thought I was sweating like I had armpit stains. You know what I mean? I, I was like, oh, can they see that? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like you don't you don't know. <laughs> and, Is people's uh, girlfriend gonna
0: check me out? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then and then I just remember thinking to myself, what the what the hell are you nervous about? You you know you whatever and uh you know i was just like dude just focus you know and then i don't i didn't get another one wrong the entire the entire way and uh they asked a tennis question like uh name the the 24 people who have won a grand slam in the past like 20 years or something like that and i know tennis as good as i know baseball and you're a big tennis guy yeah yeah yeah, and i just uh crushed it and uh yeah one of the 24 straight. Uh, wow. Well, it was. I had another guy who That's knew a lot amazing. about tennis, so it let me like throw out Yevgeny Kafelnikov and Peter Korda <laughs> and Thomas Muster. You know what I mean? So uh, you know, you just uh, uh, you just crazy. throwing out these crazy guys like Thomas Johansson. You know, he won the uh, 2002 Australian Open. Who knew? You know. Now so. we're going to
0: get to the whole travel thing. Leib guys, he traveled to every country in the world. <laughs> we all the Yankees this year because all I camp out in the Yankees. In my apartment, there's two seats from the Yankee Stadium. In my apartment with the, with the old famous. Uh, I thank the good Lord every day for making me a Yankee. What do you think about the Yankees? Sanchez is out for a month. Judges Re- crushing the ball. Were you opening day?
2: Yeah, so was I. Um, you know, they I think. need to look good. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, they're as good as their pitch. I mean, if Big Mike can pitch the way he did the other day, I mean, uh, which. But he's so inconsistent. You know, he'll have the game like that, and then i will get taken out in the second inning next next start. And you wait, you wait for the bad
0: inning. He'll throw.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Tanaka, I mean, his first start was awful. Uh, CeCe, I mean, who knows what you're going to get. If you get if you get 2004 CC. you know, we're going to win the World Series. If you get, you know, two years ago CC. we're not going to make the playoffs. So um, it, it really depends. And, uh, you know, Judge hit a home run for, what, his third straight game today? Monster home run. Uh, and that guy's so big. It's unbelievable. I saw him up close the other day. He's, in, he's a monster. <laughs> Literally, he's a monster. And, uh, you know, and some of these other guys, I mean, we'll see how they do. Um, uh, obviously, Sanchez that that hurts, but I mean, um, you know, the Yankees didn't have him until what August eighth last year. So
0: let me give you give me your echelon of sports because I, I actually don't know your your um, like my thing goes it's a tie Yankees, Kentucky basketball. Like the truth, I told you this before. My wife truly left me because of Kentucky basketball. It's, it's embarrassing. I missed my uncle's funeral. Like my dad's side of the family do not speak to me because I missed Kentucky Louisville Final Four game.
2: Wait, that's abnormal.
0: I don't understand. No, it's it's not. <laughs> See, my mom's on board. And I was like. Yeah, I'm sorry he didn't come to the funeral. Kentucky's playing Louisville. Anthony Davis is about to block the shot. Kid, Kid Gilchrist, give me your echelon, like your top three. Teams.
2: Well, it's, it's good to have principles in life, my friend. It's yeah, good to have principles.
0: <laughs> it's, it's Yankees, Kentucky, my mom, my little cousin Jessica, and my grandmother. That's my five. And you, baby girl. All right. Give me yours. I'm, I'm serious. What are your favorite sports? I actually don't know this.
2: Well, my favorite sport is baseball, and my favorite team is obviously the Yankees. Of course. Um, second... I love NFL football, but I'm not as passionate about the Giants. I love the Giants, but I'm not as as passionate about them as I am. Maryland basketball, where I went to college, Maryland. Uh, Miami Hurricanes football. I grew up a Miami Hurricanes fan. Because, okay, Simba Jr. <laughs> because, and the reason is, is because as a young Italian kid growing up in the New York area, there was no college football teams. And when I was growing up, Vinny Testaverdi, an Italian quarterback from the New York area, was the quarterback at <laughs> Miami. That's, re- that's reaching. That's, that's, that's re- not reaching. <laughs> <laughs> that is
1: reaching. Like
2: what was it going to do, like Syracuse? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so so I've uh, been the biggest Miami fan since then, uh, and then Barcelona and Arsenal out in Europe. And uh, you know, I grew up a, Hart- for a huge Harvard Whalers fan, and uh, I still get upset when uh, they moved to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Did you live there too in Raleigh, North Carolina? <laughs> no, I actually didn't win
0: a championship. So no, <laughs> I actually
1: lived in North Carolina for a little bit. Lee, let uh, me ask you a question. Lee, you're from Connecticut, <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so just sit right now, you and I hanging out, and you're like, Mike, I'm from Connecticut. I'm gonna take you my place. Simba and I have been one of my closest friends For like two years now He's promised me Zimbabwe and Zambia To like two years now It's happening this December Okay,
1: He has taken me nowhere Above 14th Street
2: Simba you better step up your game brother
1: Here's the thing (laughs) I've told Mike this When I go back to Africa I can go anywhere I can actually travel anywhere in the world That's Zimbabwe Anywhere in the world except for my own country do you know how like heartbreaking that is to never be, uh, to not be, be able to go back to your home own country?
2: You know, I'll say i say this about Zimbabwe, and uh, you know, and I and I mean this in all seriousness. I know we're joking around. It is so fucking sad what has happened to that country. It's. Uh, I used to live in Venezuela, and it's very similar to like what happened in uh, you know Rhodesia, Zimbabwe, uh, with the currency devaluation. They have a maniac as as leader for so. I mean, in in Zimbabwe, I mean the guy's like 150 years old. How's he still alive? And uh, I mean, he's, he's fucked up everything down there and he, he repossessed land and businesses from uh, so many people and everybody left. Uh, anybody who had the ability to leave the country left. I mean, they have like trillion dollar bills, like literally trillion dollar bills like you can give one dollar and they'll give you like a 10 trillion dollar bill
1: oh they got rid of the currency by the way yeah so now we use american dollars u.s dollars now yeah but then they ran out of the u.s dollars so now they started (laughs) reprinting. like it's 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 it's, it's like it's It's so embarrassing it's a shit show yeah it's literally a shit show and it is it is sad that like the country has come to that point and uh the people who like you know what's really sad about the whole thing in Zimbabwe? Is that uh, there are people like, there are people, like uh, in my de- my parents' generation who grew up in the colonial era. Yeah. You know, who now feel that like we're worse off as Zimbabweans under black majority rule than we were under white minority rule like colonialism mm-hmm. and that is very very sad for an African country to be in that position to where you feel you're more oppressed under your own people By black leader well you are more oppressed they are more yeah. oppressed because this guy
2: that's what he does we more a, oppressed he's a dictator that's it is. what he does it is, it's, uh, it's, it's
1: heartbreaking
2: You know it, it's, it not, not to compare it Because it's obviously Worse in Zimbabwe But people could argue In South Africa They have a very similar oh, issue Zuma
1: And here's the thing You know, you know the, what, 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 What's crazy Lee About like the whole South Africa situation I've been telling My South African friends That like for, Here's the thing This whole situation has been developing for years and years. And I told them, and I continually, Zimbabweans have been warning South Africans for years and years that you guys are heading exactly where we are. And they refuse to listen. And like, until like literally the last month and a half, two months, then like shit, all shit has broken loose in South Africa now. And people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's really, really sad. And it's, uh, I'm actually wearing yeah. the South Africa shirt uh, right now and um, Zuma is like Lee, let me get that shirt Lee. <laughs> Zuma is destroying the country by the day. Yeah, Zuma is a is a god awful president and uh, you know everyone who knows anything about South African politics will tell you the same thing and I've spent a lot of time down there and in Zimbabwe. It's just it's just very sad and um, not to not to be like Sarah Palin and, and say Africa is like one place, but it's it, it, you, it you see a common theme throughout yes. most of the continent, and it, it sucks. It really sucks because I'm such a huge fan of the African continent and
0: the people so, are so great and
2: the people are so wonderful. So but wonderful. it's just been like look at a place like Equatorial Guinea or something like that, you know, or you know Nigeria or Gabon, like one of these oil rich countries. You got guys like buy, buying three hundred million dollar yachts, and the, the people are starving in the streets. I mean, it's so embarrassing. It's
1: and nobody does anything about it because nobody cares. You know, my only hope, because I'm such like, I'm a student of history, and I love history, I've always said, as much, as fucked up as Africa is, which it's really fucked up, you know, like, we always say, like, uh, TIA, which you know.
2: I've only said that 10 million times,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Th- like, this those guys Africa, don't know, <laughs> they don't know what, like, TIA means, yeah. like, we say it all the time. You know, because this is it's Africa. Yeah. Uh, as much as we say TIA, most of those countries are 50 years or younger. Yeah. When I look at like the United States of America at 50 years, where were they? A lot, a lot better off. <laughs> Although, <laughs> right around like a hundred years later, they uh, were a country torn apart. Oh, you're talking about the Civil War? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry,
2: I didn't know where you were going with that. They were a country <laughs> torn apart. <laughs>
1: Your country like fighting for their survival and I've always said like the poverty and like everything else and like all that stuff, here's the thing, not to take this to like a very serious point, like it gives me hope, knowing that like all, all these countries like in a hundred years, here's, I've always said this the the, the, uh, the the problem with Africans and like uh, is we want to find like um we always think about like, well what can I do so that i can like enjoy the certification like for right now what what i appreciate about america in like uh sort of like the western world is that they're always investing for the next generation and that's like a, that's that's that that is like a different mindset into how we look at like our foreign policy, how we like prepare our countries. Well, unless and Trump then- manages to destroy the environment, <laughs> which he's trying to do. But uh, what... what, what, what <laughs> we're, not, we're not ripping back <laughs> up <to> actual... <laughs> what, what,
2: yeah. what, 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 what African countries need is somebody who's a strong leader like Abraham Lincoln was to, to bring the country together and yes. to stand up to Congress. The problem is that will never happen in Africa because the leadership will never allow that to happen. They might run on it, but then they always in the end end up greedy and they take the money, they put it in some bank in Switzerland and then they disappear afterwards and then they oppress their people and the people are not educated enough to form some type of faction to to overthrow the government at least for the right
1: reasons It is is actually why I've always said Lee, this is actually what you've brought like exactly why I've always said it is the genius in like America because America had the founding fathers, the people who built this country and established the constitution had the foresight to see these things ahead of time and they created such a constitution that was always so, so correct in itself. It oh yeah, that
2: second amendment worked out real great, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> no.
1: The second hold hold amendment hold hold is hold a beautiful
0: amendment. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have to go politics and <laughs> <second. Hold on. laughs> No, we're going to go politics really in a second. Hold on. Seb, you, you're going to have the whole thing. Hold on. Because I have to actually this one time. Last time you were here, you actually had to rush out we're going to go from Simba's Second Amendment Africa rights to this. You actually had to run out last time because you had to go to meetings for CNN and all that stuff. What, is, what are you up to now? Like, besides, listen, the whole travel thing, besides that, what are you up to now? I'm working on a bunch of
2: different stuff, uh, television stuff, a book, and uh, just expanding my, uh, you know, I have a bunch of different businesses, so I'm just uh, running them. Um, I have some awesome partnerships. I feel very fortunate. Um, to, to be in the position I am and just uh, trying, to, trying to keep it going, you know? I mean, uh, when you got a good thing, you're just trying not to uh, fuck yeah, it up, you strike know? Strike
0: when the iron's hot. What's next for the travel thing? I know it's a generic question because I'll tell you my travels after this because you, you, you know you're my trip advisor. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> so I'm going to Wayne June and there's a few different places. I think I'm actually going to St. Petersburg, um, uh, where, uh, St. Petersburg, Estonia, Helsinki, and maybe Germany. Just like I think those four. And Julia's like, we have to go on vacation together. Oh God, Let's go to Greece and Egypt. I go. We well, only need to be in Cairo for two days. Go on Lee's website. <laughs> you only need twenty-four hours in Cairo.
2: That is a fact. Okay. Um, you know, Cai- Cairo is—it's uh, just a manic place. Like the—the uh, the traffic there is like anything you've ever seen before. And uh, but you know the pyramids and the museum, like where they have King Tut stuff, yeah. uh, the uh, uh, Egyptian Museum of Antiquities. Is uh, it's probably the best museum in the world, and I don't even like museums, but I like that one. And uh, the the pyramids, I mean, you know,
0: you can spend four hours there, you know, and it, it's awesome. How about you grab on the mic? Put the mic, on the mic. <laughs> do, do you get mad being pitch? Pigeon- Not mad. Do you get like kind of bored being pigeonholed as Liam Monthly, the travel guy? Because I want to, talk, I want to talk sports with you. Like, is it like? Yes, I've been. Yes, and goal is hard. <laughs> yes, this is, like, is it, is it, like, annoying a little bit? Cause well, you know, it's funny. I,
2: You know, sometimes on, like, my Facebook page and stuff like that, which I have a pretty big following on, um, you know, I talk about sports a lot. And then sometimes I talk whatever. I mean, it's my page. It's, like, me, the person. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's not like it's Leah Abamonte's travel page. It's just Leah Abamonte, you know? So um, I talk about whatever I want. I don't You know, and I don't talk about travel with my friends. You know what I mean? I only talk about it, like, you know, generally in a work setting or if I'm on, like, some kind of... You know, professional panel, or you know, whatever, or doing a podcast, or like whatever. But this is why I like coming on your show because we talk about a bunch of different stuff. We
0: talk about Simba's uh, second amendment <laughs> rights, Trump. Um, the, you know, you know what's great? I'm gonna Because like, I could just give you a recording
2: of me answering the same questions all the time if you wanted.
0: you know, no, I, you know what's funny? Right before you came on, this is truth, I was on the L train and it was like I was uh, I was on First Avenue going to Third Avenue and it was delayed. So I googled Leah Monte. And it was like 12 interviews, and it was the same 12 questions. <laughs> yeah. So you know what's funny? And this is the truth. Everyone, like, I always actually read every, I read most of the negative comments, like, oh, stop acting like you guys are just hanging out at the bar. I'm like, well, that's what we're doing. We're really just sitting down and having conversations with a microphone in front of us. Hold on, some guy's washing his hands with the door open. We're doing this interview right
2: next to the bathroom, and somebody's drying their hands in one of those fast dryer things.
1: Pause the door. Close the door.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Close the door, please. It actually doesn't pick up. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, man. About this, because Simba's been promising me Africa. He's he's going to flake again. Is Africa <laughs> no, safe I'm, I'm, I'm 100%. For me? I'm 100%. We, is Africa safe hap- for me to go? Because here was my, my trip. It was going to be? I was going to fly into uh, Ethiopia. Yeah. i uh, maybe go to Kenya, Zambia, Zimbabwe, South Africa. Is it safe for me to go alone there, or should I go with...
2: Mm. Yeah, no problem, man. What are you going to have? Simba as your bodyguard?
0: Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs>
2: What are
1: you trying to say, Lee? He's come a on. cop. He's a
2: cop. Come on. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. Not in Africa. No, he's not a cop. <laughs> he doesn't carry what's <laughs> <He's like>, Listen. You've got to show his... Uh, All right. I'm I'm. I'm ask
0: you a few questions. I hope you're having fun. I love just like... Yeah, years, like just like talking random shit with you about like... I wouldn't come on five, four or five times if yeah, I didn't like Chapman's it. Chapman's <laughs> going to close, but... My passport. I have three more uh, pages left. Should I get my Israeli stamp now? Because a lot of countries... Yeah, you that, should. Yeah, yeah you right? should. Is, uh, is that legit? Because people are like... Neh.
2: You know, listen, man, I, you know, I'm, uh, I've been to Israel, I think, four times. I don't know if we ever talked about the last time I was in Israel when no, I got, haven't. like, I had to take my pants down and get searched. It was well, hold on. This is getting hot. Hold fucking, on. Fucking <laughs> hold on. It's getting hot. Hold on. We but, have uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was awful, man. Because I had an Iran and uh, Afghanistan, some other visas, they thought I was like a freaking drug mule. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, Whoa. I got taken in the back by, like, a 19-year-old soldier with a machine gun who was about half my size. Male <laughs> or female. It was a, it was a guy. I mean, don't get too, don't get too excited there, Simba. But uh, you yeah. <laughs> know. But uh, anyway, we go in the back in the Tel Aviv airport, like behind some curtain, and uh, some kid in this like raspy Israeli accent. You know, he's just like, take down your pants," and I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> that's how he just said, take down your pants." Yeah, basically, it's just really like, no Yeah, I mean, you know. It was like, you know, it was like, um, it was like what's uh, Drago in Rocky IV, you're like, I must break you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the kid's like 5'2", like 87 pounds with a machine gun. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? You know? And uh, anyway, so it was, it was like the worst travel experience. I haven't been back to Israel since. Um, and I, I have no plan to go. But uh, yeah, anyway, so... Uh, but as far as the stamp, you can ask them not to stamp your passport. Um, no matter how you fly in there at the airport or overland, uh, they'll ask you if you want a stamp. It's kind of like Cuba used to be. Yeah. Um, so just say no, or you could just say yes and just you know fuck it. I mean, y- the only ones going to care is like uh, us. Y- like Syria. You and, know what I mean? And us,
0: right? Do we, do we, I heard we we give a little. Eh,
2: whatever. Nothing I mean, crazy. you know, now we're pro-Israel. For eight years, we were anti-Israel, so I don't goes, know. You know, who knows? Back and forth. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go some sports, all right?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Basketball? You a Knicks fan? I don't know. What's your basketball team? <laughs> you yeah, know,
2: a- I mean, when I was a kid, I liked the Knicks. I, I never, I've never really
0: liked the NBA. I like players in the NBA. See, that, that's me. I, I love the Knicks because in the 90s, it was a Ewing star, yeah. smokely. But now it's like, I'm a Kentucky guy. I believe <clears throat> Kentucky's my life, so I'm a John Wall guy. I'm a Wizards guy. I'm a Pelicans fan. I'm a Kings fan. Now Timberwolves. Yeah. Oh, I oh I love the You get called into towns, man. Come on. You, you know it's. Uh, is there a, Mer- a Maryland player in the NBA? Uh, yeah. I mean, was, okay.
2: there's a bunch, but I mean, uh, Steve Blake. No. Yeah, Steve Blake's still in the NBA, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, he is. he's still NBA. Uh, who
1: was that? Uh, one. One uh, Dixon. Juan Dixon. He, oh, he's, my God. he's he's the
2: coach of the Howard University women's team now. <laughs> oh, I, I really? Can't, I can't even make it up. <laughs> Yeah, they, Maryland. J- they just had the 15th anniversary of the 2002 championship Who team. was the white kid? Who was the white kid from the Blake? Blake. Steve Blake, Blake. Yeah. yeah. He's a great guy, by I the way. I've, I've, I've met, okay. I know him. He's a great guy. Okay. Um, I guess
1: Indiana. I remember that Final Four. Like, like I was at that yesterday. I was at that game. Oh, my god! Yeah, in, in the
2: Georgia Dome. I uh, bet you lost your mind. It was. How was that? I, I might have cried. I might have <laughs> cried. It was like the '96 World Series. <laughs> it was the only two sporting events I think I ever cried at. Um,
0: I cry every time UK wins or lose. You
2: seem very sensitive. You, you really do. I <laughs> no, mean. I, re-
0: I literally I'm <laughs> like, And, and I'm Lee just, just loves Simba's voice. <laughs> Lee, how great is his voice though? <laughs> like a boozy brunch. Let's go to boozy brunch.
2: <laughs> I, I do want to join on a boozy brunch. Um, <laughs> and, right. uh, going back to the NBA, man, you know, it's like uh, I grew up, um, you know, I started following basketball in the mid-late 80s and, uh, you know, it was Johnson, Magic, Bird, and Jordan. And I never liked Jordan because I liked Larry Bird, and I liked Magic Johnson, and I liked the Knicks, and he always beat the Knicks. And then I liked uh, the bad boys because I thought Bill Lambeer was the baddest motherfucker in basketball. And Joe
0: Dumars and,
2: and, and Isaiah, and I thought Dennis Rodman was like the guy I wanted on my team. This was before he was crazy, yeah. you know what I mean? Like When, he was, hair, a rebound when, machine, when he was just a, a rebound machine, and he was just a heart. He was like Charles Oakley before Charles Oakley, you know what I mean? <laughs> And uh, I just loved watching that Chuck Daly team. And uh, I fell in love with that Pistons team. And when the Bulls finally did beat them, it was 91. And, uh, you know, and, and Jordan won. He beat the Lakers. And then they won two more. Then he retired. And then I still didn't like Jordan. But then when he came back, then I started cheering for Jordan because it was so impressive to me. I mean, he took two years off and comes back, does three, has the greatest team ever, and then wins two more championships and uh, a couple more MVPs and – you know, and then I like Kobe Bryant because he's just so good, and I, I don't like necessarily like him as a person, but I like
0: the attitude, like the the. You appreciate the play, it, yeah. I feel like I. I always he's a killer. Like, That's what I like about. I him. I feel like I get older as like Kentucky's my thing, but I watch the NBA and I appreciate these guys. I'm like shit. I would have liked him, but I'm, I'm appreciating what a good player. So like, I feel like I'm old. I'm like I appreciate his greatness. Like Tim Duncan, he's boring as fuck, but you appreciate yeah. how. Amazing.
2: But what's good about those guys and the reason that they're, you know, a couple of the top 10 greatest players of all time is because they had all the talent in the world. There's a lot of guys with talent, but they don't work hard. They don't have the work ethic and they don't, you know, they don't try like these guys do. Kobe Bryant had more money than God by 1999, but he wanted to be the best. You know what I mean? And he worked his ass off to become that, like Michael Jordan did. Uh, you know, Tim Duncan's another good example. Um, you know, as much as I dislike LeBron, LeBron's another example of that. Yeah, yeah you have to. I, you, I don't like him, but I respect the hell out of him. You know, he's a great player. Look at Russell Westbrook, man. What is And let me talk about this for a yes. second. We, Excuse we, me. We'd rather just talk sports. That's what we want to talk this about. Man, this man... This <laughs> is talk, really. This man has nobody on... I can't even name another player on the Thunder, okay? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Enos Cantor from Kentucky. Sorry. <laughs> not, not an all-star. <laughs> anyway, this man has nobody on his team. Absolutely. He averaged a triple-double. Now, playing like 20% less than Oscar Robinson did in 1961 when he averaged a triple-double. He's in the playoffs with a winning record. He won the scoring title by like three points. And, I mean, he had, like, three games where he had 50 points or more and a triple-double. This is astounding. We've never... This is the greatest regular season of my lifetime. Ever. And and when I watch ESPN and, like, guys like Stephen A. Smith, who drives me crazy, saying that he's not the MVP or, like, whatever, he should be unanimous. It should be unanimous plus one over Steph Curry last year. I mean, that's how good his season is. And MVP, I hate when people say, well, he's not as valuable. Just take
0: him off the thunder. They're they're number one draft pick next year. The the Nets look like the next look, like, seriously, the next look at the Warriors against him. We watched the All game right. together. My girlfriend and I watched the game together. The first game against Durant uh-huh. the Warriors. Westbrook was in the game. It was tied, like, 44-44. He came out of the game. I'm like, oh, the game's over. She's like, don't be so negative. I'm like, oh, the game's over. They were down by 19. Remember that? I'm, you know, I'm like, because Westbrook is the best player. Westbrook is an absolute savage. You have to fucking love him.
2: And, and he has that killer instinct, oh, man. And he he's he's just so aggressive. So and he, he's how you want... He's how you want your son to play. He's how you wish you played when
1: you played. You know what I mean?
2: That's how. That's how intense he that's is. That's how I, I love play it. in
1: NBA 2 I, <laughs> I I I agree with you, 110, 200 percent. I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you. But do you Lee, see, everything do, do you, you say feel, I love? Do you feel that like uh, the current like media like uh, culture that we have, in particular like uh, sports media? well somewhat oversaturated with like sports and like just like information or like the stuff to the point where like we would, we don't appreciate like uh the greatness of like what like Westbrook has done because like is it is somebody who like appreciates like greatness well, in sports like uh
2: here's the problem man and and does I, I, that make sense like what course, I'm trying Yeah to say? yeah 100% I agree with you and it's like ESPN who you can't help but watch ESPN I watch it like pretty much when I I'm st- I w- stop w- when w- I was still watching ESPN I though. watch it when I'm awake you know what I mean which is you know half the day and uh, like Twitter. you know it's they have countdowns for his, you know chasing Oscar you know it's like every freaking day okay. yeah. it's like it, it, when he had like five triple doubles in his first eight games or whatever you know the season i mean we're talking in the november they're doing a countdown chasing oscar can he average a triple double like, let the man play Jesus Christ, you know, and um, so it's kind of like the Warriors last year chasing the Bulls. You know, I mean that's why a lot of people get went down on the Warriors because just tired of hearing about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: like I, it takes away from like the greatness. It like it's, it's a disadvantage to the people who are actually like on the court. You know,
2: you it, know, like I I don't mean to interrupt you, but it kind of reminded me of this uh, this idiot father LeVar Ball, who's like wow. you know, wow. I mean, don't, so, don't get, <laughs> talking no, no, about no, his talking kid about... like i mean jesus christ is... can In... somebody smack that guy he's an <laughs> idiot
0: I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something so we have a, our friend aaron torres his of... kid's
2: not even that good no he's not that good you know
0: we have this guy who comes no, on my I'm show on my he wants a billion
2: dollars for his three kids the other kid wouldn't even get into ucla yeah. if it weren't for lavar and their yeah, third kid course. who's supposed to be that
0: good you know uh, we, yeah, have, it, we have this guy who comes on the show aaron torres from fox sports and he was interviewing lavar ball like a few years ago and he's like my son's a great player. Is like, okay, your son's good. Your son's a good ball player. You look at the mock drafts. He's really, he's not that good. Like, the, the,
2: watch the, fa- him. the father says he's Magic Johnson with a jump shot. Are you fucking kidding me? D- Magic D-Aaron
1: Johnson's a
0: Fox- top five player of all time. And De'Aaron fucking him. De'Aaron
1: I know he we're Kentucky
0: him. guys. We're Kentucky guys. We're being...
1: Like, no, It's not stats. about being
0: Kentucky guys. We him. put 39. He hung 39 on him. We crushed him like <laughs> both games. Like, All right.
2: He, he yeah. needed to step up that game. He didn't. He Kentucky did
1: Kentucky did. That was his game. Both games against Kentucky. Yeah. When you face superior like talent, he how, like, he like, fought so it.
2: How about that ending to that
0: Kentucky North Carolina game, huh? Which one? The one in Vegas. That's the one we're talking about, right? Yeah. Lee? When Malik Martin I don't remember one the one. last one. Brutal. All right Lee, Lee, Lee. Yeah. Anyway, let's right, Lee, it's been fun having Lee every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee, a couple more questions. Lee, do you have any questions? Because I have a few more questions for Lee. No, I'm just talking. Like, we always ask this question. I bounce around. I hope, dude, I'll be honest. I love having you on. Cause here's why: we go from like traveling to Libya to Afghanistan. Have you gal- golfing in Afghanistan? Jen, you have to watch. In Afghanistan, sport. you it, go wait. Simba but you have to go to his website. It's called doing oh, research. Oh yeah, I've been to his website. Oh in March, no, you saw down. him golfing yeah. in Afghanistan?
1: No, i, didn't I missed see that,
2: that page. Part. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried to play golf in like really obscure listen places. To listen
1: to Simba.
2: So I, I played golf at the Kabul Country Club in Kabul, Afghanistan. Because, I mean, because why not, you know, because that's what you do. And uh, they don't even have greens there. They just have dirt. So you're like putting on the dirt. And the hole is like some guy, some guy takes his hand and like cups a bunch of dirt and makes like a little hole. And then you put the ball through the dirt, through Wait. the dust, into the hole of dust. So are you saying the entire course is a bunker? They, yeah, essentially, yeah. It's like bunker with a bunch of rocks. And I had a guy with a machine gun behind me as my bodyguard.
0: And this is the famous question we ask everyone That's on the Mike awesome. Staffel podcast. What? Lee and I are at the, at the bar by ourselves. There's a ton of chicks here. My girlfriend walked to the bar. We're good. Who's the coolest person in your phone? That, listen, because this is the big thing that you can text that will text you back. Give me your answer. I got a few cool people on my phone, I'll admit.
2: But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this one for this question uh, for you. Jim Fossil. Really? Yeah, Jim Fossil, How'd you The, him? the
0: that, that's a great. Job. I will tell you, the, four, the, the Super Bowl
2: game. coach of the New York Giants, who led the wow. Giants to Super Bowl so thirty-five. They Kerry lost Collins. thirty-four to seven, which was uh, not not fun. But uh, that was the year where he famously went all in. He laid all his cards on the table, and uh, they ran off like seven in a row, or something like that, too. And, and they beat the Vikings like forty-five to three, or something, like in the NFC sem- Championship. Yeah, that whatever. was the Randy
0: Morse team. That it was, was unbelievable. Morse, yeah. it,
2: and Kerry Collins played the game of like the. Entry. And then he did awful in the, the Super Bowl, but that's besides the point. Anyway, It's that uh, 2000 Giants-Ravens, right? Correct. Yeah, that was correct. You know, my that first was... Super Bowl ever. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, that was... first, I always
1: right. remember that as my first Super Bowl ever. Wow.
2: Yeah. And uh, anyway, so uh, Fossil lives in Las Vegas, and I spent a lot of time in Las Vegas. And um, uh, we were watching the Giants 2011 Super Bowl. I didn't go to the Super Bowl that year. We watched it in Vegas at Aria. And uh, me and all my friends are big New York fans so giants yankees and uh you know there must have been 40 of us and um all of a sudden like i see jim fossil walk by so i go and grab him i'm like dude you gotta come and (laughs) hang out with me and my friends and you know watch the game and he was like by himself just like randomly walking around and he was like yeah you know like (laughs) you guys are great (laughs) and uh you know we had this like couch area thing like in this big uh aria part it was it's hard to explain. You have to see it. But um, anyway, he just hung out with us. And we had all these like Nerf footballs. And we're like throwing them around. And like Fossil's like, yeah. You know, he's just chucking them around. And um, so we have all these photos with him and stuff. It was just awesome. And he lives in Vegas. So anyway, he's like, oh, man, you get, here's my number, man. Anytime you come out, like, let's hang out. And I was like, yeah, OK. So um, and I didn't really think much of it. I thought he would just been, you know, drinking too much or something. And uh, uh, so I do um, one of my best friends is an anchor for NFL Network. And so I went to the studios and um, and Fo- and I'm in the green room and Fossil is in the green room and I go, I don't know if you remember me. He goes, yeah, that's Super Bowl party. No, shut and, up. And I go, you know, okay, I'm going to text you when I go to Vegas, uh, you know, next week. And sure enough, we hung out in Vegas.
0: <laughs> and he's like the best guy ever. Short time. <laughs> Back from a bathroom break. We're going to finish up here with the great Leah Monte, who I... Beyond good-looking, and that's why I invited Jen to sit next to him. Jen, oh. Get it together. I, I didn't realize this was a setup. Here. Well, it, <laughs> I kept saying Tinder, 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 but so that's what he had in mind. That, that's all I cared about. All right, I thought, I thought you were Simba's agent or something like now, that. Yeah? No one's dating Simba. Simba's not getting laid. Look at him. Simba doesn't oh. swim. Oh, you know what, Lee, Lee? I'm gonna tell you this. You know what's great? I love when I look at like the listening. it's Like, oh oh, eleven thousand people listen to Simba. Simba, tell Lee what you do on air when you see a girl. Tell him.
2: <laughs> and that's my mating call. And, goal. and, and <laughs> a, 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 as a, as I said off uh, off air
0: earlier, I go, "That's a hell of a move, buddy. That's a hell of a move." <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm uh, now now Lee. Me and Simba are huge sporting fans. Are there any sporting events that you haven't attended yet that you need to attend? Because I'm going to the world. I'm I'm going to Russia for the first time, most likely in June. First time St. Petersburg. I'm gonna go to the World Cup next year.
2: And... I, I actually already have tickets to the World Cup. I'm going in Saint Petersburg to the Zenit Saint Petersburg Stadium. in okay. uh, 2018. Uh, this cruise line I work with, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> they, they they hooked up tickets because the cruise is actually going there. So I'm gonna go like on a cruise, and I'm just gonna stay in and then go down to uh, Moscow and maybe like Rostov-on-Don or something. And I might even I might even just say fuck it and go out to like Vladivostok or something like that <laughs> and just go to a game out in West or uh, Far East uh, Russia. You know, I mean, why not? Novosibirsk, you know, I mean, here it's lovely that time of year, so, so I'm gonna do that. Um, but I've been in the World Cup before, and it's just such a great event. In Russia, it's gonna be obviously. We'll see. We'll see how it goes with like everything uh, going on right now. But uh, um, I've never been to the Masters. We were just talking about that uh, off air, and uh, that's my favorite sporting event each year to watch on television. But I think I was actually invited this year, but I was supposed to be on that boat, so I said no to the ticket, um, which I. Yeah, you know, wish I'd gone, but uh, it was good to watch on TV this year. Next year, I'm gonna try to go. Um, I've never been to the Champions League final, and uh, I
0: might go in Wales this year. I'm uh, see we I want Cardiff go- if our teams if cardiff, going, yeah. there. But, but like, going there, but Barcelona is like going and Bayern Munich is not going oh, The boss is going there this year.
1: Nah, what are man. You talking about? No. Hey, we came back from five. We came oh, back from it. five goals uh, last mean, legs, le- last leg. Le- I mean, what lightning
2: what can only strike so many times, nah, my friend. Three, I mean, and I'm three, a Barca
1: fan. Three so. three, Simba, uh, Camp
0: Nou. T- tell him what happened. We can pro- Simba we, 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 we one def- time uh. wrote mess on a piece of paper. He goes, Messi, I'm a Barcelona fan. So, Tim, tell him how you became a Barca fan because no, let's hear. I've
1: always been a Barca fan. Because they're in first place. No, <laughs> no it's no. not because they're in first place. <laughs> what I like about Barcelona is the same reason why I love Kentucky. The people are like in Barcelona, there's like it's a culture, it's like the people are so like they are the people in uh, uh in that region of like Spain. It's, it, it's 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 why, like, for example, when I was in Wisconsin working in Wisconsin, I made an effort to drive out of my way to go to Lambo Field to just experience it. But and I, I did the Lambo Leap because, like, here's the thing, <laughs> you did the Lambo Leap, yes. Yeah. Lee I, 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 was there I, was there anybody in the stands <laughs> to catch you or did no, you just no, no. jump into the I streets? jumped I jumped actually like the, tour, the the person who took us on the tour guy they said like you can't jump on like, you can do the limbo you limb. I was like fuck <laughs> you and I jumped
0: <laughs> on the thing immediately I I'm am athletically I'm athletic
1: <laughs> I would like to drive around Wisconsin
2: with Simba and just like follow him around Oh Lee. I love Wisconsin it's awesome
0: All right so let me ask you this we asked you before what are your travel plans coming up cuz I, I I I always like to compare what I'm doing to what you're doing cuz <laughs> In June, I'm going with my friends. I told you it might be the whole uh, Russia thing. In July, I'm taking Julia. We're going to probably go to most likely Greece and Egypt. Just kind of two days to see everything. And then Simba's been telling me now I'm going to Africa with Simba at the end of the year. That's my trip. So what, what's coming comeback. up
2: come <laughs> Um <laughs> r- Right now, my, my the things I have planned are yeah. in uh, May. In May, I'm going to Italy for like two and a half weeks. And uh, so that's, uh, it's actually a, a, cru- a work cruise I'm doing with, um Azamar. I'm going to uh, Venice. We start and end in Venice, Croatia, Slovenia, Montenegro. Come back to Venice and I'm going across uh, just for fun, just for a goof. I'm going to San Marino, which I haven't been to in 17 years. And then I'm going to go to Bologna because there's a restaurant I heard about that I want to try. So- <laughs> and then actually it, it coincides with uh, the Rome Masters Tennis Tournament. And, you know, I'm a huge tennis fan. So I'm, I'm going to go for three or four days to the uh, tennis tournament in Rome. Um, hopefully, watch uh, Nadal lose. And
0: See, uh, I'm, an, I'm, an <laughs> I'm course, a Nadal guy. I'm a guy. I know you guys are. <laughs> you were uh, you were. Fly- I hate to cut you off, but you were flying. I follow you on Twitter. You know what's great. He still doesn't follow me on Twitter. I'm not going to say anything. He writes to me every time on Twitter. he Still doesn't follow me. It's okay. We're all good. Do I not follow you? <laughs> you don't follow me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you write back, as I write to you. Um, the best part about it is like oh flying is to- playing Federer you fly to Miami yeah, yeah. of course Federer wins I'm like dude I'm the biggest name I love Nadal I love him
2: you don't even understand how how much I tried to change because I was flying from Buenos Aires to Miami and I was I was going to land at 4 o'clock on Sunday when they played the Miami Masters final I tried like I can't I would have paid so much money for the ticket plus the change fee but there was just no seats available on the prior night's flight and it would have got me there at like 9 in the morning so I could have made the match I tried so hard I just couldn't do it um so, but yeah, I mean, obviously, Federal one, I was pretty pumped, and I saved myself like $6,000, so that cool. was nice. But uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm looking forward to that. So and after then, the
0: cruise, wait, wait. No. Um,
2: and then I I have my beach house with my buddies down in Dewey Beach, Delaware in uh, July, and then I have... Ben, the Jersey Shore? <laughs> uh, oh, dude. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know what? Wait, wait. Don't, don't,
0: don't insult Dewey Beach. You know <laughs> what? No Dewey Beaches. Yeah, yeah, there's no girls. You know what the problem is? There's no girls. I'm going to go to... Dewey Beach. What? It's, it's a face? face. You can there's say no it's a sausage face. There's no girls it's Okay, there. Yeah, there's never girls in
2: Dewey Beach. <laughs> Dewey, Dewey, Dewey Beach. is a place you go with your friends and you just try to hopefully get your security deposit back on your house for not destroying it. <laughs> Dewey Beach is so amazing because we're, we're we're batting about two hundred uh, in the last
0: ten years getting our security deposit back.
2: My friends are essentially functioning mongoloids, so oh, I mean, so Simba, uh,
0: <laughs> you, you have a Simba, do you have a Simba in your group? Simba,
2: you would be very welcome with our, our group <laughs> in, uh, in Dewey, man. I'm i have never been to do a beach. I, I always What pray. is that?
0: You know what, you know what bothers me? People meet Simba. i like, oh, Simba's so nice. See Simba. Three more beers in when Simba passes
1: out in the corner. Hey, I don't pass what? that off with three beers, by the way. No,
0: three more, Simba.
1: Okay, to make it like 12
0: alright so Lee let me ask you a question this is my I always tell you I always in the show I hope you have fun because I have such a good time with you yeah man always we're going to finish up with this personal travel guide if Simba Flakes which I understand listen you know do I go to Africa alone and what how about this what four countries do I need to go to right now alone that I'm very safe in
2: well no question you go alone I mean if if Simba Flakes which I mean, he's clearly going to flick I mean he he's flakes. drinking green beer for God's <laughs> sakes <laughs>
1: Who got me onto this beer, by the way?
2: But uh, <laughs> thank you, Lee. <laughs> but um, uh, we were just talking off air. Um, uh, Namib- Namibia is like probably my favorite uh, country Wind in Africa. Oak. Yeah, Windhoek's cool, but uh, even south of there, like in the Namib yeah. Desert, man, you got the biggest um, sand dunes in the world. You can go sandboarding. You can camp out in the desert. It's it's awesome. Really, it is. In Swakamund, like where. Not, not, I can't believe I'm even bringing this, but like where Brad and Angelina like went and like had their baby or like whatever the hell they did down there. Um, it's absolutely awesome. You mentioned Ethiopia earlier, that place is just absolutely killer. There's so much to do there. It was colonized by Italians, so it's they have We're great good. Italian food, great coffee. I,
0: you know, when you can look up like the best template, I want to go to Victoria Falls so bad. It's like it's it's and Simba shows me what's it called, Simba the Devil's. Devil's, Devil's Pool. Devil's pool. Did yeah. going to the Devil's Pool? But that's on the
2: Zambia side. Yeah.
1: So Simba,
0: yeah. well Simba's not in Zambia.
2: No, so I said Bob we
1: way. should go into the Devil's Pool because I've never been to the Devil's Pool. Well, and, and, and I was young in, when I moved like and know, like, and
2: car, and, car. And, in, and in truth you can actually cross over just to see the side of the Zim Falls like without um you know getting a visa or whatever. So you you can do that and uh from uh Livingston which is a much better town than Victoria Falls Zimbabwe. Okay. Uh you know, what? you have a good time out there, man. It's worth checking out, dude. It's uh it fake really, news. <laughs> I, I've been there I've been there like four times or something. Man, it's awesome. Every time uh, it just blows me away. Uh
1: before I get off on the uh on the uh, podcast. It's been right? an hour, so We're going to wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to like at least like ask well, because I'm from Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. and obviously, I have, like, a, a, like part of my heart will always be, like, Harare, through and through, you know, no matter what. You've obviously been to Harare. Can you just tell us a little bit about, like, what you loved about, like, my hometown, oh, well, that's as good. well as, like, t- people in my d- country? D- d- do you want me to... Uh, lie to you, or do you want me to tell you the truth? No, truth, the me truth. Yeah. On. On. No. The truth. Oh, obviously, they're potholes. Yeah, Lee, uh, the, Zimbab- the Harare that you saw is different than the Harare that I grew up in.
2: Well, in in, in truth, I was only in Harare uh, for, like, an afternoon in 2003
1: or something like oh, that. okay. So, it, was, it wasn't even as bad as it is now. Y- yeah, it was just,
2: we, we, we had flown up there, and then we went up to Victoria Falls from there. Uh, I think it was. It was, like, so long ago. I think we flew up from Johannesburg or something, and... Uh, you know, it was like colonial buildings, and uh, you know, you, beautiful. S- you you saw that it could have been beautiful, or it once might have been beautiful in the
1: nineties. Honestly, like yeah. like th- that's what breaks my heart the most because yeah. growing up in Zimbabwe in the nineties, y- you
2: know, it's, it's Zimbabwe was could have been South Africa. You know what I mean? And, and they just. Uh, Mugabe just fucked everything up there. You know, I mean, there's no other way around it. You can't, you can't even sugarcoat it. I mean, it's it's that yeah, bad. I mean, he's literally. he's pretty much the biggest asshole on earth. Really, I he, mean, he's he, he's right up there. He, so, I mean, not not as bad as Assad, but I mean, uh, he's pretty close. And um,
1: butchered twenty thousand people. Yeah, like, now uh, like in the eighties.
2: And not only that, he's probably responsible for tens of thousands of other deaths and and displacements and and people leaving the, the diaspora. Country. And all the a lot of the intelligentsia of Zimbabwe left because. I mean, wh- why would they stay? You know, South Africa, too, a lot of them, after, um, after De Klerk and all that, then a lot of them went to Western Australia mm-hmm. or up in Europe if they could afford it. I mean, now the only people, uh, you know, the, 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 let's say, upper class people who are still in South Africa are business owners who just can't leave, you know?
1: It's, it's, it's very sad. It's unfortunate. You know, like, they always say, like, uh, in Africa, like, one of our biggest, like, resources, particularly Zimbabwe, because we have, like, one of the highest, like, literacy rate uh, rates, Africa with the most educated country in Africa when you actually look at the numbers in uh, Africa as a whole or even if you look at Middle East it's unfortunate that like the places that are, like the most like devastated by the place uh, displacement are also like some of the places that have the highest like human resources that is living outside of those places like you look at uh, Iran for example Look at like, the stuff that like Iranians who are living outside have developed.
2: Right, I mean, uh, Ir- Iran- Iranians, Persians, yeah. you know, there's some, some of the, uh, I mean, li- honestly, there's some of the wealthiest people in America. Yes. L- look at New York City. <laughs> there are so many wealthy Persians here. You know, they're all like doctors and dentists my and money. lawyers and, you know, they, uh, you know, very nice people. I know a lot of them and uh, it's, it's so sad what's yeah. happened to, uh, to their country and it just gives them a bad name because that's one of the nicest people that i've ever come across in my travels and you know that's that's a place i'd really like to go back and spend like two weeks in but now it's just anything can happen at any time there it's just not worth it to me to go back there right now you know so i probably wouldn't go hmm. it's it's too bad um and in zimbabwe it's just such a shame and like even their uh, their national parks are so depleted because of poaching And, uh, the only place where they still have animals is on these private farms. And like, that's where they allow people to go and hunt like lions and stuff like that. It's such, it's it's such a shame. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It makes me
2: mad. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. So, I mean, Zimbabwe is a, is a country that really squandered a lot of, uh, precious resources. And, um. And things they have t- for tourists, but they'll always have ge- geography, and they'll always have a part of Victoria Falls.
1: Well, yeah, but like we have those things at the same time. Like we're taking away, like like you said, fortune. Like just to gi- I'll put it in perspective for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. In nineteen, like ni- in the nineteen fifties, there were roughly around four hundred thousand lions on the con- in, uh, in the African continent. Okay. Today, we have a population of about twenty five thousand. From four hundred thousand, we're now looking at like roughly around twenty five thousand. I mean, Zimbabwe is the poster child for yeah. poaching. I mean, uh, there's the same no way way applies around it. for like elephants, rhinos. The, the last living white rhino in the uh, in the continent of Africa. Say, don't make this racist, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very rare, it's a very rare animal, right? It's like left in Af- in uh, Zimbabwe. One one species. It's an extinct uh, animal because like we cannot like. It's not like a reproduction of that animal. Do, they're 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 there's like
2: two, there's like two in Kenya. I saw them last year. Oh, yeah? right, so yeah, yeah. The they're, in, they're in a reserve so though. They're protected. We grab okay.
0: them and they'll have sex. The ones in Zimbabwe. And that's what we <laughs> do. No, but like
2: Save the rhinos by Mike Sappho. <laughs> Mike, we're bringing them to
1: uh you. Yeah. You but can, listen, like my
0: apartment's a small little apartment in Gramercy. No one's having can... sex in my apartment, but
1: except <laughs> me. All
0: right,
1: Sibba. Mr. Stereo Girl! All right, Sibba. Thank you, Lee, for coming on. Sibba. let's go. Mate, thank you so much. I've enjoyed this conversation.
2: Thank you very yeah. much. Can you actually record your voice and send me a voice <laughs> note, please? Because I would I just like to play it all night, just all back I, to myself. So <laughs>
0: least hitting on Simba. Hold on. I, I always do this, and this is always the weird part, but like my cousin says, you can say whatever you want in front of the mic. Mr. no. You really are. Um, I'm in my 50th something country because of you. You're such an inspiration. And around three years ago, Simba, let me tell you this, Simba. Around three years ago, I, I worked with Eddie. You know Eddie Pelle? Yeah, I, I remember here. Eddie, yeah. His, uh, his father actually tonight, let's, you know what? Let's go deep for the next two minutes. Eddie wanted to be here tonight. His father's getting a heart transplant tonight. Yeah, yeah, Eddie's father's getting a heart transplant. He's the craziest guy. You met Eddie. No. He's like, hey, I'm going to, Eddie's flying to Scotland. Listen to this. Ju- uh, June 9th to go watch Scotland-France play. June 10th flying. S- to- Six
2: Nations Rugby? Yes. Yeah. No, no, no,
0: no, no. The FIFA World Cup qualifying. Oh. June tenth, watching Sweden, June eleventh in um, Finland and then on St. Peter. Oh this is the guy who like
2: watches yes, like yeah. Little League Baseball in like uh, Japan. He's the greatest yeah. person.
0: I've- I'm like, Eddie, let's go grab a like uh, a burger down at the bar. He's like, sorry Mike, I'm in um I'm in Alabama. I'm like, why Ed? There's a lacrosse like triple- he's the greatest guy. Yeah. But anyway, he was so upset not to be here with you it's and um, I
2: said all the best to his father and everything. I yeah, mean yeah, that's, that's his father's sorry getting, to hear a heart. His
0: father's getting a heart tonight.
2: But I guess that's good, right?
0: Yeah, I, I would think so, right? Yeah. Grab me a heart? Like,
2: that has to be good. Well, if you're heart. getting a heart transplant, you probably need a new heart. So, yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> Monte Pro-
2: process turn. of elimination.
0: I'll just say, Liam Monte, doctor, and right. now travel guy. And sports expert. I'm, pr- oh. I'm pretty sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after four or five of these. <laughs> and sitting next to Jen. Look at me who gives up. You're both very totally pretty. Jen, in that blue dress, you look lovely with that oh, green beard. Simba, 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 Simba. settle down over there. Killing <laughs> it. Killing it. No, Killing it. no. I, I always say this, and it always gets weird, just like I want to say in the end of the show. Looking at your website, I'm like, oh, shit, Lee went here, Lee went here. I Actually, you are a true inspiration to me. I said this last time. I've been to 50-some countries, and I'm, there's only been under 100 people. You said there's under 100 people who've been to every country in the world. Something like that, Yeah that's my goal in life I'm going to every place in the world like that's all I want to do in life I want to visit every place in the world and like you are an inspiration you're a sports guy you're amazing and like you come on my show just to kick it and here's what's funny I make these notes I start with one thing we talked about one thing I wanted to talk about I <laughs> um what does that say you're right you're like a three-year-old by the way stop the Schwab <laughs> <laughs> it said stop the Schwab Dude, thank you for coming on. Like, I hope you have fun. Dude, have I fun. Really, that was like, very nice of
2: you to say. I really do appreciate like, I that. I fun
0: coming on with it. Nah, I love just kicking with you about the Yankees. I don't any- go to Jack Dempsey's for just anybody, okay? I'll tell you that <laughs> much. Well, anyway,
1: <laughs> Simba, you want to say goodbye? Lee, I love you. <laughs> Lee, uh, I've actually listened to like uh, every one of your podcasts, uh, your previous podcasts with thank Mike. It. and uh, my, like. When Mike told me, like, Mike was, when I first make, met Mike, and he was like, hey, you have to, actually, when we first started, like, planning about Africa last yeah. year, he was like, you have to, like, check out Lee's website. I went on your website. I was very impressed. Thank you, buddy. You know, like, it was like, a, it, for somebody who, like, appreciates culture, you know, like, uh, I'm, I appreciate people, and, like, uh, I haven't had, like, extensive, like, Tra- traveling to the way like the way you have but uh i always try to like, expose myself oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're taking my food away Simba. here don't like, take simba's chicken wings my <laughs> <fish>. <laughs> all right. i'm black don't take my chicken away uh, please all right, all right. anyway, but but anyway job, i just uh, thank you so much and like um with like every like here's the thing i'm just like i'm at the beginning of like a. Uh, my li- How do you say your last name? Like Abamanti, Ab- S- and and it's like le- let me give you my phone number later,
2: and you can read me a book over the phone later because <laughs> I just love the sound <laughs> of your voice.
0: Seven people dead. Oh, that's so hot. <laughs> Sibba, do me a favor. Just give me twenty. We gotta finish up. Give me twenty seconds of like a natural disaster. Just say something like really horrific, but say it in your voice. Like there's been seven killed in colorblind. Just do anything, go Sibba.
1: It saddens it's me to say this, but President Trump has actually proven to be exactly what people thought he no, would Sim- be—a <laughs> jagass? and nuked out Iran. All right, he Sim- Sim. Just we went can't go political, Simba.
0: All right, Simba. <laughs> anyway, Lee, I always say
1: this—you this. said the saddest thing. That was this, uh, that was a uh, fucking sad. Yeah, Sim, I, I was going to Columbine. <laughs> that was like anyway, Lee. Snapping <laughs> Columbine into
0: this. You know this, what's okay? great? <laughs> I always love reading the reviews, <laughs> man, because, like, um, like, just the fact that we're just literally hitting, just sitting here just drinking, having a good time. Dude, you come on, it's so fucking <laughs> dope. Like
2: anytime, man. You know that. Uh, just gotta show me a and I gotta follow you on Twitter. I can't believe I don't. Simba, why didn't you tell me I don't follow him on Twitter? Yeah, I you mean, you follow
1: Simba. Can Simba you d- follow me on Twitter. D- 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 I want you to follow me on Twitter before you follow Mike. That would be like fucking awesome.
2: Do, do you just like leave voice notes on Twitter? Because if you
0: do, I'm fucking following you. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> I, I got to tell you I, one funny thing, Simba. I'm gonna tell you something. So around, um, I feel I, like
1: we've been ending this podcast for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Let's <laughs> continue. But can we have a one hour long like ending to the podcast? Five minutes. We have to
0: you. you know what the, you know what my favorite part I always is is this. We finish up I always, I read every review, like even there's a lot of negative reviews about me. I talk too fast, they say. Um but you, you sound like a New
2: Yorker. I mean, what yeah. are you gonna do what are you gonna do?
0: So my buddy Eddie's like, Hey, try and to go to North Korea. Have you ever heard of Liap Monte? I'm like, No. He shows me his website, I'm like, all right, I emailed him, he's like, I'll come out tomorrow. And that's you came on my show two times, we you called in, you came here one night. And after he comes on, I go on his website, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's, like, it's cool as fuck. I'm like, let's invite Simba, and like, the fact that you just come on, like, and you know what the best part is, Simba, we never exchange phone numbers, I'm like, hey dude, just like, here's my phone number, he won't, like, um, text me, I'm like, dude, what's up with Lee, like, how shady is this motherfucker, he won't exchange, dude, (laughs) give me a fucking phone number, like, finally he's like, hey Mike, it's Lee, I'll be there at 630. Thank you, like, dude. Why we emailed the past two years? Like,
2: did you ever ask me for my phone number?
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, I did, Mister Studio Girl. All right, so
2: <laughs> I mean, when you pick up a dude in a pizza place, I mean, it's kind of weird, you know. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up, Let, dude. You come on. I wish we actually, you know what? I wish I actually followed the goddamn strip. What a good time, Jen, sitting next to you. Um, thank you so much, Jen. You're beautiful, Jen. Please, beyond gorgeous. There's pictures of him with like.
1: Lee, have you ever been to Scandinavia before? Oh,
0: sim- hold on, I'm sorry, hold on Lee Simba, every coach in the yeah, world, Simba that's from
1: Scandin- Here's the thing, there's no reason to even travel to Scandinavia <laughs> No so you're, s- you're sitting right next to the Scandinavian All oh, oh, right
0: <laughs> Lee, I,
1: I, Lee, Lee Simba
0: is making a move as we speak For some reason, I don't know why I actually don't know why, when I look at like I see like 11,000 people clicked it Like, I don't know why people listen to this Just give you plugs for like all your sites or whatever First of all, I feel like you need to do a
2: video podcast for this because people would love to see like what's going on here. <laughs> oh,
0: we're we are streamed the podcast
1: before. We should have done but hey, next time.
2: Uh, yeah, just uh, check me out, leabamonte.com. It's A B B A M O N T E. Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. What's the other one? Instagram. Uh, yeah, I'm on them all. And you got to get on Instagram, man.
0: I know. So, anybody, so Africa's safe to go to? Yes. Bye. Actually, I mean, one more question. Oh, go ahead, Simba. Hold on. Go, ahead. Simba. Go, <laughs> go political because we're trying to end the show, Simba. Lee, would you I come do- to
1: Africa with us? Because we would love to have you. Like it's part of our uh, trip. Only if you promise to talk like all the time. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I don't, I
0: don't struggle one. on the talking Simba. part. Simba, Simba, what's your last name? I don't actually know.
1: Kago- <laughs> you know my last what name. You say what I Simba. I- my last name Kagoro. K A G O R O. I said,
0: no one's looking you up, Simba. It's Simba and Leab Monte. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, thank you for listening.